0: Go.
1: all right we're back with top shelf shenanigans and that heavy side made me sound like i didn't want to be doing this and that's not the case <laughs> y'all just don't know what we talk about before we start episodes and you don't know what goes on behind the scenes and sometimes i'm just like i gotta prepare myself yeah she's already done with me by the time we start recording no that's not it it's just that like okay so we talk candidly as friends on this But also, I'd like to try to get, like, in a different mind frame that there's, like, us bantering. And then there's, like, the shit we say as best friends that literally nobody should hear. And so it's, like, I got to switch into that mode. So I'm just, like, (laughs) anyway, this is Top (laughs) Chef Shenanigans. And we are on brand and ready to go. I'm your one of two hosts. My name is Janie, here with my best friend Kelly.
0: Did you say hello? No.
1: (laughs) Oh. So, her new greeting is just silence because she doesn't want to like greet you guys. Uh, I mean, I could say like
0: sub nerds because I feel like that's how I start every subreddit thing.
1: Posts. Yeah,
0: sub nerds. Yeah. Sub nerds.
1: Anyway, Kelly's my best friend, and I'm her best friend. And we talk about our favorite best friend duo from Wine on Herb. And that's where you're at, that's what we're doing. We've been doing it for 20 episodes now, so go to the start and start there when we were composed and together, and then <laughs> follow the episodes as we slowly deteriorate into madness. Yeah, it right? didn't
0: really take that long.
1: Honestly, like episode three, maybe? Maybe two. I, I don't, honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember anything. I black out when we do this. I forget what we talk about. Okay, let's get business out of the way, shall we? Business before pleasure. Sure. What's the first order of business? Watch party. Watch Watch party, party.
0: yes. We did polls to make sure that we were doing Mm -hmm. things that everybody wanted. So we're going to do a watch party on February 13th at 10 p.m., and that's Eastern Standard Time. So if you don't live on the East Coast, you can figure it out.
1: So I live on the West Coast, which is minus three hours, so kind of do the math. It's either 10 p.m., 7 p.m., or... One of the two hours in between.
0: Yeah. So figure it out. And we're going to watch season three, episode seven a classic yes a classic
1: and so keep an eye out on twitter for reminders how to join a hashtag that we're going to use while we're live tweeting while we're doing the watch party right yeah and yeah so just keep your eyes on twitter for all of that information and stuff and, you know save the date don't stand us up don't yeah, leave me fucking here. rude just even if you can't make it just like sign in and pretend you're there and that's all that's all that matters
0: right and we'll probably announce it again next week too because it's two weeks away
1: oh my god it's that soon already yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like oh it's in february i've got like a month no i'm losing my mind i don't know what day it is the next piece is discord
0: we made a discord and we're just bullshitting with people constantly
1: here's the thing (laughs) i hate the name i hate the name Discord, because Discord means, like, drama, disagreement, argument. Like, it kind of almost sounds like we started a Discord. It's like we started a big fat argument or something. Like, we started drama for no reason. But that's not the case. It's an app that the kids use to chitty chat and stream some games or something. I don't know. The kids. The youths. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I had to teach all the grandparents how to use this and how to change their like avatar pictures and stuff. It was, fuck it was a you. time.
1: <laughs> I figured it out by myself. I literally just flicked around for like hours and couldn't. And then right after I asked, I actually figured it out. So fuck off.
0: Well, if you would have just asked from the start, I could have taught you something.
1: Listen, oh, is that payback for me teaching you how to ride the bus?
0: I knew how to ride the bus. I just didn't know how to use the old-timey schedules.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I used my phone like a
0: normal person.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, if you want to join the Discord, me and her just started a Discord right now, arguing about the schedules, but... If you want to join our Top Shelf Shenanigans Discord, just hit us up in our DMs on Twitter and we'll get you a link. Come. It's fun. We talk about, well, we've talked about sports and games and nerd stuff, and we've pretty much insulted me, and then we pretty much insulted <laughs> Ellie, so standard, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all good.
1: It's a good time. Yeah, so come hang out with us there. Speaking of Discord, I think you have a shout out from Discord, right?
0: Yes. Dressa said that she loves one where assholes on the podcast. I mean, that's the most I've felt in years. That
1: meant so much. She f- told me this morning she felt so validated. She felt a feeling and like her frozen heart like beat once like a little bit of ice came off because of that. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Dressa.
0: Yes, thank you. But don't worry, it's refrozen again. I had to go outside and walk my dog in the freezing cold snow, so.
1: Yeah, I froze it. It's fine. She's still going to be an asshole. She's not going to soften up.
0: No. That's my job.
1: All right, one last thing, and then we'll get to the fun.
0: I mean, this is all fun.
1: Okay, so if you go to our website, com slash shelf shenanigans, right? And we got a voicemail. We did. And you got You got permission for us to play it, right? Yes, yeah. So we're going to play this voicemail because it's so nice, and you guys should hear it, and then, yeah, leave your own voicemail or not. Do whatever you want. You guys are grown-ass adults.
0: Hey, Janie. Hey, Kelly. My name is Chloe, and I just wanted to thank you guys for creating this podcast. It's a great way to celebrate the friendship between Winona and Nicole. I'm a big fan of their relationship on the show, and I also freaked out when they declared themselves as best friends it was ve- also very validating for me
1: so thank you again and have a great day well chloe that's pretty much the nicest thing anybody's ever said to us
0: yeah definitely like concerning the podcast
1: <laughs> at least yeah i mean yeah honestly like when we started this it was because of that it, right it was because of the episode where she's like we're best friends
0: Yeah, that's that's what made us do this. So it's kind of it's cool to hear someone else be like, hey, that was really validating for me, too. And like, I love their friendship.
1: Yeah, it's so special. And to know that our little little bullshit show that we've done for our own (laughs) entertainment has, you know, touched somebody and they enjoy it and they feel the same way we do. That's pretty awesome. I agree. Like I said, like, I forget a lot of times that we're sharing this with the world and that it's potentially reaching out and touching a lot of people. It's touching people. <laughs> I was going to say with consent, obviously, because they're <laughs> pushing play. And it's just little, you know, little messages like that, that kind of close down the the big world around us you know like yeah it's a big scary world and so many people in it but to know that you've kind of touched us very specific you know niche of people is pretty cool so thank you
0: and i think like it just even just that helps validate us and that what we're doing yeah because sometimes i think you and i both get into that like we get into like a creative funk kind of thing where we're just like do you have any ideas
1: yeah (laughs) or like why are we
0: doing this like people don't like it and
1: yeah i've definitely gone to the point of why are we doing this (laughs) this isn't like the most popular thing about the show we don't get the notoriety we don't get the attention blah blah like it just seems almost fruitless Mm -hmm. so knowing that that little small space in the world is is there and for as much as we know they're enjoying this little show we're putting on for them so that voicemail touched my heart It touched your heart yes i'm trying to keep it pg oh it warmed my loins what do you want me to say (laughs) (laughs) she's like and chloe never listens again (laughs) she's like no cancel she's gonna (laughs) report us to the fcc or whatever (laughs) Maybe we should get to what we're actually supposed to be getting to. 4-3 is where we left off.
0: Look at them beans.
1: Look at them beans. That is the name of the episode, and I love it because I say that all the time about my little pet paws.
0: Eyes. Same. I always do that to all of my pets. Look at them beans. Look at them beans. And then Chandler no. has pink jelly beans.
1: Aw, he's got little pink ones. Yeah, a little she- pink jelly beans. The last thing we left off was they returned from the garden. They all went their separate ways. Nicole and Waverly reunited. Doc and Winona reunited. And then they noticed something was way off in Purgatory.
0: Maybe it was the um, bodies hanging.
1: From the fucking scaffolding?
0: Yeah, and like the children playing hockey underneath the bodies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's where it picks up, right? They're discussing like what the fuck's going on.
0: And then they decide to go to Shorty's.
1: Yeah, they're like, okay, let's go to Shorty's. Let's see basically who's around. Maybe they can tell us what's happening. And they walk in. It's a smoothie bar or a hipster bar or something. Yeah, something.
0: I all I know they is have... that you get a cock holiday.
1: That's what I'm saying. They have a drink named the cock holiday. And that's all that matters. <laughs> that's right. And then Chrissy Nedley's like, Winona Herb? you killed my dad. They all chase her out. They take her and they're trying to hang her. And the new sheriff shows up, which I totally forgot what his name was, so I just wrote new sheriff. But then later on in the episode I was okay, you do have it. Do have what? His name. Yeah, Holt. Sheriff Holt. Holt, Yeah. But my notes just say new sheriff shows up.
0: (laughs) I just wrote Sheriff Shows
1: up. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) And then I
0: later on I call him Sheriff not Nicole.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not sheriff. Okay. So yeah, when he's like, I'm the sheriff or whatever, my Nona immediately is like, Wait,
0: where's Nicole? Yeah, you're not I, the sheriff. Where's Nicole?
1: Yeah, it's like she's like, No, my best friend's the sheriff, damn you. So he was like, you know, she deserves a fair trial and they're dragging her off towards the, the you know, the jail and she's like, Get Waverly, get Nicole, get everyone <laughs> Um I just I kinda notated That she had every faith that Nicole made it.
0: Yeah. That, yeah, she, I mean, she singled her out too. So,
1: yeah, she has no doubt that Nicole made it. The last time she saw her best friend is she was busted up leg with a single gun, a pack of zombies about to bust through the door, and a teenager. And she had every faith in the world that Nicole made it safely. And she's just like, go get her, go get Nicole, which I thought was. I don't know. Interesting and sweet. And I don't know. She, she did
0: not give Nicole an option to die. So
1: that's true. She basically was like, I'll see you at home. That's that. It flashes back to the homestead and Nicole and Waverly, blah, blah, talking. Oh, actually, Rachel calls out Waverly for all the sex that had happened in the stairs, which you have to wonder where the (laughs) fuck was Rachel that whole time.
0: Poor kid. Uh, It's so traumatized, I'm sure. But I love when Waverly's just like singing and has no idea Rachel's there. And Rachel's just like,
1: sup. (laughs) Sup. She doesn't even (laughs) flinch. She's like, sup. So there's that little exchange, trap goes off, they all run outside, Nicole, you know, joins them, and docks in the trap, and he's got the fucking bear trap on his dick, and I love <laughs> how it's Nicole that has to pull it off his dick, like, the, probably the person that wants to be around his dick the least. He, no,
0: I mean, I'm surprised she didn't make it worse.
1: She's like, crunch. <laughs> That's her best friend's toy, she doesn't want to break her best friend's toy, you know. So Doc is telling them, you know, like, is in jail. I don't know if you noticed this, but the whole time he's talking, like, I was looking at Nicole. And Nicole's face is just, like, immediately, like, filled with concern. And she's, I mean, she's kind of set off in the background because Waverly steps up and is kind of mm-hmm. the one having the conversation with Doc. But, like, you can kind of see her, like, her brow crease and, like, she frowns. And you can kind of almost see, like, immediately her will start spinning about how this is her fault. And that's kind of something I've noticed through this entire episode, knowing what I know is coming and like going back and rewatching. I've picked up so much more subtlety. And basically the entire time, Nicole, every time Nicole's on screen, essentially, she feels guilty and bad. And like, all of this is her fault. She feels like everything is her fault. And it's like fucking heartbreaking
0: yeah she she has that like scared guilty just yeah she's blaming herself for everything and she probably knows what's been happening to the prisoners they're fucking hanging from scaffolding i think it is that and she's like oh i'm not even the sheriff or even a cop anymore right now we like, like- can't, can't do anything
1: I can't help in any way. Like she's feeling, she probably feels really useless because, you know, 18 months of looking and trying and she didn't, in her mind, she didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, my next little blurb is Nicole is so heartbreaking. Like in that kitchen scene, she's kind of really quickly kind of filling everybody in, like, oh, you know, I saw Kate on the train. After that, I don't know. Robin's mm-hmm. safe. Jeremy doesn't talk to me. That whole kind of thing. She's kind of, she's trying to explain how hard it's. Been and how like sad she's she's been about the whole thing and then to top it all off why Nona hasn't come home yet that line like punched me in the face yeah you know mm-hmm. because yeah why Nona's alive and she's in purgatory but in Nicole's mind she's still she's not okay yet she's not home yet they haven't met at home they haven't kept their promise yet you know
0: yeah and it's like Doc and Waverly are kind of sitting around asking about everyone else and then they're like sad about Nedley because they think he's dead. Nicole's just kind of like why still hasn't come home yet.
1: Yeah. And the whole time she's just so downtrodden and you can see that she 100% believes all of this is her fault because she mm-hmm. couldn't she couldn't maintain her position as sheriff. She couldn't fight off all the demons. She had to retreat to the homestead you know,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and even when they're ignored, like when they're like, it's not your fault, you did everything you could, you were alone, you know, fighting by yourself, essentially, or, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. She just kind of like ignores it or shrugs it off because she just is, she's so disappointed in herself because I feel like she carried the weight of the world on her shoulders for a year and a half.
0: Yeah. I mean, she almost just doesn't care what they have to say because in her mind, they don't even really know what happened. And they don't, they're just, and they she's don't. like, oh, they're just trying to make me feel better. Like, no, I'm so disappointed in myself. Right. And I basically, like, she lost so much.
1: Yeah. How many times do you think she sat there second guessing whether she should have gone through the into the garden with uh, with uh, Wynonna, regardless Mm. of her broken leg, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. And then, you know, we don't know it in 4-3 the first time we're watching it, but knowing that she made a deal with an Earp's sworn enemy to bring Waverly home because she had tried everything and uh, she feels like she gave up, you know, you don't know that at the time so you don't really catch on to why she feels so guilty and bad but like re-watching it knowing what i knew like oh my god you can see it on every single inch of her face it's so i don't know cat's so good at breaking she's, my fucking heart i mean
0: she's really good because i mean we're seeing a nicole we've never seen before like she's not super confident in herself mm-hmm. and she's sad and feels guilty and this is probably one of the first times that she's like I did something wrong
1: it's because Nicole
0: she- always she always does the right thing she's always doing she the does. right thing so knowing that she went and made a deal it's just like I- i'm sure for her that was like such a shitty thing to have on her conscience
1: yeah i'm sure she feels like this is the first time in her life she didn't have the answer to you know, the problem, and I'm sure that freaking devastated her, you know? Yeah. Oh, I know it devastated her because we see it. Alright, so they talk about... They kind of
0: just they talk, talk about how to get Why not out of jail? So, Nicole tells Doc where to find Mercedes because she was the last one to see Deadly. So, then we have like the scenes in the glory hole,
1: which are fantastic, amazing, (laughs) amazing. And
0: it flashes back to this time, it's just like uh, Nicole and Waverly, and
1: they're talking in Waverly's room. Right. And Waverly's just going on and on about how she's just so optimistic. Like that part of Nicole that is missing like that optimism is like shining so brightly in Waverly that I think for a moment as she's watching Waverly go through her closet, she's remembering that this is how the team works. Like they, they can, they can do it. They can face whatever problem and get it done. And like Waverly's in that mindset, like, Oh, this is no problem. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to kick so much ass and this and that. And for a moment you see Nicole smile and kind of be reminded about that. But then Rachel, you know, is yelling outside and all that stuff, and <laughs> it kind of immediately... like
0: crashes. It almost like crashes reality back down on Nicole, being like, exactly. "Oh no, that year and a half did happen." Yes, and I mean, you know, everybody else, Waverly, Doc, and Winona are still like that. Never happened, right? So it's so easy for them to get back into the swing of things, whereas like Nicole is just this is this is the new normal,
1: right? she's just like yeah I like the optimist uh, you know you know, she loves the optimism from Waverly you know she even is like you know I missed you so much but at the same time she's just like it's not going to work like that anymore and she's she, I think she's trying to think of a way to I guess cushion the blow to tell them the truth you, you know she's battling with that and she obviously definitely has some PTSD because as soon as Rachel's outside yelling or what you know struggling with the traps or whatever she's doing like you can she snaps right out of it and you can see she goes into like panic mode defense mode and it's just like this bitch is broken (laughs) she is broken (laughs) She is. So Waverly's like, I'm going to go downtown. Nicole says, come back safe with Winona this time. Like, mm-hmm. still, she's so focused on that, you know? She's just so concerned about keeping her, like, see you at home. The promise that they made to each other, the last things that they said to each other, she needs to make sure that she follows through with that promise, at least because she feels like she broke every other promise. Yeah. So go down. Winona's in the orange jump shoot. She looks great. She looks so good. <laughs> does she never not look good though
0: no but like if you can make an orange jumpsuit look that good like you're not even human
1: no well melanie scrofano is not human she's She's not a superhero she really is waverly shows up and is like she's my uh she's my client and she's got the stupid glasses on (laughs) trying to act like a lawyer (laughs) it's so funny and that whole like exchange between the sisters and Chloe and Holt and like all of the just... Cleo. Oh. <laughs> I wrote Chloe. Her name is Cleo. I'm so sorry. Not a Love real you,
0: fan. Not a real Love fan. Love you,
1: Chloe. Hate Cleo. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The right.
0: line. I have, a, I have a line written from this scene and it's the, I haven't pooped in 18 months. I yes, have a backlog.
1: I have a backlog. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Just to add in a poop joke is hilarious. Great. It's perfect. And you know why Nona can't take anything serious, especially when it's like a tense situation and she has no idea what the fuck's going on. She's just like, well, I'm going to joke my way through it. I made a little note. So remember when we made our mini-sode and I was like, did we they sheriff Picked up? Yeah, we thought they fucked. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, like... I paid attention. I paid attention, and they definitely. It, yeah, no, they no, were just it
0: like doesn't happen. I don't know why we both thought that though.
1: Well, it's because when he comes out of the door, he like adjusts his belt. You know, when you're watching it for the first time, you're trying to take in all the details, but some things like go by so fast that you only like half pay attention or have catch them before your attention's moving on to something else. You're trying to listen to what they're saying. So you're not necessarily consuming all details. So I definitely thought they'd fucked. They don't fuck, thank God, because I thought they were brother and sister. They are brother and sister. They
0: are. And that's I think we had a whole big conversation about that. Like, did they do that? Was that real? But they're brother and sister, what is happening? Good to know oh. that um no fucking between siblings happened.
1: I'm glad you noticed that too yeah i did made the effort to like notice too
0: oh yeah i was really watching because i'm like that was actually something i remembered from recording
1: i was like is she gonna think i'm crazy for still bringing this up and talking about it is she even gonna remember it
0: no we should correct ourselves even though it was like 400 years ago but yeah definitely (laughs) we
1: have corrected ourselves they do not fuck everybody (laughs) alarm alarms off Calm down. They do not fuck. They announced the cook-off, the <laughs> chili cook-off. There's a dick on the <laughs> sign and the aprons and the t-shirts. If you guys <laughs> didn't notice, it's not subtle at all.
0: It's one of my favorite things in the episode.
1: Winona uh, is, how does she call for help? Oh, wait, Waverly goes because she's with, she's with her at the uh, police station.
0: Yeah, so she goes home. She changes And then her and Nicole bring supplies.
1: Okay. So do you have any comments before I start?
0: I'm just going to let you go. Okay. Just go for it. Take... At least an hour. I wrote the hug though, period.
1: You know, I'm about to like lay some stuff down when my thoughts are short. I'm not going to tell you the amount of times I rewound and watched this. It's such a short moment, but there's a lot of detail and there's a lot to consume from both people. And it's beautiful and Okay, it's just like Winona has her back to the door of Shorty's. Waverly says her name and she turns around and immediately her eyes fall on Nicole. And that's the first word out of her mouth hot. And her face lights up with relief she has visual confirmation that her best friend is alive as soon as she sees nicole you know she doesn't take her eyes off of her and nicole runs down the steps open arms straight to her and winona arms open to accept that hug like she doesn't even acknowledge waverly essentially at first oh no And she's just yeah she's like her focus (laughs) is on nicole she's just filled with relief She's happy. I, you know, the only other time I think you've seen her that happy to see Nicole was when she almost died Mm -hmm. because of the widows and when she saw her on the roadside right before she got punched. Yeah. And Nicole stares at her eyes fall immediately to Winona as soon as she walks in and her face isn't filled with as much relief or happiness. And it's because of that guilt and disappointment that she's carrying on herself. But she does not hesitate to run down her stairs. Wrap her arms around her best friend. Because in that moment, like, honestly, there is nothing more important to those two characters than embracing each other and celebrating the fact that they made it out alive. They kept their promise. They're home. Now they're home. Now Why as home. Now Nicole feels, you know, like that sense of home has become complete. Yeah, everything's fucked up. And Nicole did a shitty thing that she feels was shitty. I don't think it was that shitty, but whatever. No. But in that moment, that doesn't matter because everything's all right in the world she hasn't mm-hmm. seen winona in 18 months and the last time they saw each other you know nicole was in a basically a near impossible situation and so just even if things weren't shitty even if it you know, wasn't all turned upside down, and Nicole hadn't done what she did and didn't feel guilty. It's still the last time they saw each other, it was almost certain death for at least one of them, possibly both of them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's just like that moment is just so culminating of so much that they've been through together. I mean, honestly, they probably both had some doubt that the other was going to make it. I mean, yeah, I'm think? sure. I'm sure. You know, they rush together, full on head to toe body hug. Chests, shoulders, arms are around each other. Hips touching. Legs probably intertwining. Like they're probably crossing toes across. <laughs> like it is a full body hug for 10 seconds 10 full ass seconds that they hold each other i don't hug anybody but my wife that long mhm like that's gross i don't hug anybody that long i don't <laughs> hug you i don't hug you maybe have we hugged
0: yeah we've hugged a few times
1: but like one two done
0: Yeah, it must be because, like, I don't have any memory of being, like, this hug is going on for a very long time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, and even then it's just, like, my one arm is over your shoulders and your one arm is not, like, full-on, like, wrapped up, you know what I'm saying? Like, they rest chins on each other's shoulders.
0: I'm going to do that to you next time I see you.
1: Please don't. (laughs) I might actually punch you in the stomach if you do.
0: I'm going to complete, I'm going to actually give you like a full koala hug.
1: I'm um, like, legs are coming up and everything. Uh, that's fine. Honestly, though, that's, like, that's fine. Yeah, it's less uncomfortable than just full on like body hug, you resting your chin on my shoulder. For some reason, it's way less awkward to me.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: I don't know why I'm weird. Okay. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like hugs. I'm not a hugger. So make it ridiculous or don't do it.
0: Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna have plans.
1: You know who hugs at inappropriate, <laughs> not inappropriate, but like in occasions that don't call for hugs? Ravenclaws.
0: Ravenclaws?
1: hmm
0: I'm trying to think. The only Ravenclaw I know would never hug anyone.
1: Every single Ravenclaw I've ever met is the kind of person that's like, oh my god, it's so good to meet you. Give me a hug. And I'm like, no, I don't know you. I hate that.
0: I really hate when someone I don't know or have just met wants to hug where they're, they do that thing where they're like, I'm a hugger. And you're like, I'm not. So get oh, the I'm fuck not. away
1: from me. This got off the rails. I'm not even done talking about the hug yet. I still have another half a page and my writing gets sporadic. So, you know, I was emotional. Okay.
0: I mean, we've just concluded that from this, I'm going to full-on koala hug you.
1: I expect it in the year 2024 when we get back to normal. Anyway, so they rush together, full body, 10-second hug. Wynonna lets out a breath of a laugh as she embraces Nicole. Like, she smiles, she is just, honestly, that moment is just pure happiness and joy for her. Which, it's like, when have you seen Wynonna express that? Never. Very rarely. Like, that is just such a genuinely, like, happy human connection moment where she's just so happy to have this person back in her orbit Mm -hmm. and so they're holding each other and they Instead of like hugging each other, I mean, like, oh, it's good to see you, and then like pulling back and having a conversation and that banter, they hold each other the whole time that they're having the banter. Where Nicole's like, you know, thanks for getting Waverly back. And Winona's like, you know, I only did it for me. But like, she's joking because she's Winona and she doesn't take anything seriously, but there's no like humor in her tone.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like
1: what they do is they banter. That's their, that's the way they communicate. That's the way they have fun. That's the way they argue. That's the way they work their problems out. So they're trying to, get back to that banter but like there's no real actual like bite to it and it's like almost like an attempt to grasp at like normalcy again and reality Mm -hmm. again like this is really happening you know you're really alive you're really my best friend still you know and it's subtle but you know whatever so you know i only did it for me nicole says oh just like everything else you've ever done but you know obviously she doesn't mean it because she's slightly smiling and then there's just a few beats of silence after that where they just like both kind of simply enjoy the fact that they have this moment together and then you know Nona breaks the hug slowly and she looks at nicole realizes you know it's been a while a long while you know your hair's grown out again she has not taken her eyes off of nicole yet and then she you know the first thing after that kind of casual comment you know, it's kind of like a polite thing to do when you haven't seen somebody like, oh, it's been a while or it's good to see you. Like mm-hmm. after that kind of pleasantry, the first thing out of her mouth is how are you holding up? And it's so goes to show just how much growth they actually have had. I, I, we've seen a lot of growth between them and I'm going to beat it into the wh- like, like, a you know, whatever, into the ground. But she just genuinely like cares about Nicole and she knows she left her in a bad position. And apparently she's been gone a really long time. So now she's worried about how Nicole is doing in all of that time they've got so much to catch up on and she you know how are you holding up and nicole is just like peachy but they it's not convincing she doesn't smile her tone is dead essentially her eyes are just so dead when she says that like i don't even want to talk about how dead nicole's face is in this entire episode but even in this whole the only time she looks even slightly happy is when they're hugging and even then like mm-hmm. her smile is barely there you know yeah and w- Wynona notices without missing a beat she you know her brows crease and she looks at her and kind of cocks her head to the side she knows right away that Nicole is not okay
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I if, noticed that too she knows right away that she's not okay
1: at this point Waverly hasn't even noticed that
0: I think she's noticed like Nicole's a little bit off mm-hmm. but I don't think she notices to the point that Wynona does and also Wynona's the first person I- To even ask how she is, right?
1: Yeah, essentially. Like no one
0: else, no one else asked Nicole how she was.
1: No, they're like, what happened? Explain, you know, what's gone Mm -hmm. wrong? What have you been doing? But none of them are just like, how are you holding up? Like, or even how are you doing? Or or, are you okay? But Mm why Nona does? That's the first thing, like out of her mouth, like how are you holding up? Not like how are things? What's going on? Fill me in. It's how are you holding up? Yeah. Yeah, and like like you said, like Waverly's probably noticed that things are off, obviously, but she she hasn't even pinged like Why has, you know. No, and it's just just goes to show how like connected they really are. Like they really do know each other, and it's a uh, you know she definitely doesn't let that slide by unnoticed, and you can tell that she doesn't let it slide by unnoticed because the next scene together when they're chopping the onions, she mm-hmm. starts talking to her again, and she's trying to joke, but Nicole isn't like she's not playing with her
0: no she basically Nicole's almost taking everything that Winona says seriously because she it's like she can't even get into that banter headspace because she's so down on herself and she's blaming herself for so much Mm -hmm. that she's just like yeah I know like I fucked it up that's like I mean Winona picks up pretty quickly that Nicole's feeling a certain way
1: yeah and I think like Wynona is trying to you know obviously get information from Nicole and kind of gauge how bad the situation is and how Nicole is doing and how she's handling it and she's doing it through humor which how she does and she's trying to banter and she's trying to just kind of get back to normal and trying to get back into that headspace this is how I communicate with my best friend but Nicole like you said just she's taking it all to heart taking it all personally and is like uh-uh whoa no like that's yeah, yeah. I know you want to make a comment right now about the onions. <sighs> it's so bad. <laughs> the it's like they didn't even try. No, yeah, well, it's like they, they didn't, didn't even try. They didn't try. It's like- They have a knife and they're, like, pretending to cut because them onions are still whole as fuck. So bad.
0: It, like, just triggers something in me. Like, I honestly made a point this time when I was watching it to not even look at them.
1: Because you had to, yeah, you had to, like, if you get distracted by the onions, you miss the exchange between Winona and Nicole. Because it's the worst. I wrote, dude, this scene hurts so much. Winona is trying to get, you know, into what happened. Getting information by... You know, being herself and making jokes, and Nicole is so not having it. Not because she's mad or no anno- or annoyed by Winona, but because she is upset with herself and because she thinks she let everyone down. You know, she's so guilt-ridden, just like we said. Winona says, "I would never say that." It, it's like her face almost looks hurt that Nicole thinks. That she's blaming her, you know? Like, Mm. not hurt, like, offended personally, but hurt that Nicole is hurting that much.
0: Yeah. Like, hurting so much she is not understanding that she's making a joke.
1: Yeah. She's hurting because Nicole is hurting, and she can tell, and, like, ugh, it's so sad. And then Winona hits Nicole in the face with the chopping board. (laughs) Oh, okay. Anyway, so do you have anything else to say? No, not about that,
0: because I feel like I feel like you did a good job covering it.
1: I did. So the episode moves on, and like Holt comes in, mm-hmm. right? Or is that after the cook-off, or is it during the? Cook-
0: it's like cook-off. kind of during because I think it's when. Why Nona's stealing the bacon? Oh yeah, and she and... totally
1: misses the pot, by the way. Did you notice that? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he comes in and kind of starts talking to Nicole about things. I wrote he's addicted to Nicole, and he basically he almost like threatens Rachel and says like without Nicole around, Rachel could get hurt. Yeah, which I, I then wrote I don't care that he ever wanted a deal. He could never be trusted. Why did the right thing when she killed him?
1: I agree 100%. And that has nothing to do with the fact that she just found out that they tried to kill her baby. Like, he's a dick. Also, my question is, why are they so obsessed with the homestead? Dude,
0: they're obsessed with a lot of things. There's so much, like, going on with the Clantons that it's, I don't know, it's confusing, honestly. Because there's stuff, like, mentioned in this episode that I feel like wasn't brought up again.
1: Yeah. Well, like, for example, you know, because he was like, oh, she you know Rachel's all alone on the homestead by herself like you said she could get hurt what like so we find out through um Wynonna's prison partner that Casey. Casey
0: yeah that's his name
1: okay that monsters basically flooded into purgatory and the humans fled essentially some came back but for the most part it's pretty much like a mon- a monster mash in there and they're partying in the woods or that's where they're hole up or anything but mm-hmm. then you learn you know from Rachel and Nicole that they set traps all around the homestead because they were regularly being Argeted, attacked it, I guess basically. yeah
0: well I know Nedley's monster when he's the monster keeps trying to come to the homestead Right. but they said they've caught other things too
1: right and then Holt's like oh she can go she could be- get hurt out there all alone like mm-hmm. would he he send people out there and why are they sending people out there? Cause the herb homestead, obviously up to the end of season three was a sanctuary. reverence couldn't get on the property, you know, all of that, but that mm-hmm. is gone now, obviously, because the Earp curse is broken. Revenants you know. are gone. So exactly. So, is there something else special about the Earp land and the homestead? Or is it because when Nicole lost the sheriff title, you know, she retreated to the homestead and holed up there. And that's the only place that the monsters hadn't overtaken. And because I kind of get the feeling feeling that they're kind of just overtaking and running everything in town. And if you're a human that isn't down with the monsters and the demons and all that stuff, then they eat you or hang you or put you in jail.
0: Yeah, I don't know, because we don't really know what everybody else is getting, like, put into prison for, exactly.
1: Right. Because
0: Casey says he's a half-demon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's confusing about what exactly the rules are. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. And what or the Clampons are doing. And moving right along, they figure out Nedley's the monster. When Doc is being chased by Nedley monster, right? And yeah. that shot where... She's she freezes the house and she freezes and the camera pans around her and it's just like a beautiful cinematography mm-hmm. B. She has so much fucking PTSD. The Nicole hot that we know would never freeze in that situation. and I think that that is the moment. If you didn't already notice and didn't pick up on it yet, that's the moment the entire audience should be made aware that this is not the same Nicole hott that was left behind 18 months ago or in the last episode yeah and it's fucking heartbreaking
0: it really is because it's just like it shows you how how different she is now
1: yeah and rachel yelling at her like nicole move do something like how many times has rachel had to do that yeah moving around wrong there's so much fucking ridiculousness in this episode that's what i wrote this is what winona erp is all about okay do you have anything about all of that scene Cleo taking Wynona out, blah blah blah, all that before they save Nedley. I mean, Cleo's kind of she's kind
0: of dumb sometimes. She gives away like so much information to Wynona. I guess because she's like thinking that she's gonna die, right? But she basically tells her like, "Erps don't keep their word," and something about how it's passed down or something like that. So Mm Wynona knows that it's not really about her.
1: Right, it's about, she's probably thinking it's about her dad. Like, who did her dad piss off?
0: Yeah, I mean, if I was Wynonna, that's what I would think, too. Because, I mean, he was shitty, so.
1: Yeah, and he was shitty in this town, and now, you know. So, yeah. She is dumb, though. And she, She, like, leaves the scene, and, like, with Waverly there and the other people there. Like, she doesn't give a fuck. She's like, oop, okay, guess Wynonna's not going to die by. And just, like, drives (laughs) off Instead of like doing anything about it. I mean, maybe
0: she thought that they would like kill her or something.
1: I don't know. Maybe they thought.
0: So my prediction is that Cleo's gonna get whatever gift her mother had. Right. And she's actually gonna become like, like I don't want to say smarter, but she's gonna like start actually thinking things through. Maybe I think she's gonna become like a prominent villain. Yeah or what if there's like a twist and she's like you freed me from my from my horrible family.
1: Ooh yeah. Or the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and maybe they have to team up together to beat Eve.
0: Mm, maybe. Maybe.
1: They come and rope Nedley, shoot t-shirts at him, and soak him with kombucha, which immediately melts away all of the bacteria and stuff that he is covered in. Nedley is freed. He is alive. He's naked. You know, they're all happy. And they free Winona. Then they go back. They take Nedley back to Shorty's to reunite with Chrissy. You know Nedley and Chrissy are having their little moment, and you know she's she's you know so glad that he's alive, and he's like oh you know me I'll never die. I noticed again just Nicole's guilt broken like her face is just so dead the entire time in that scene because she just feels again I think she feels bad that she felt like this is her fault she couldn't find Nedley she didn't have enough fight to find him or she didn't look hard enough. She didn't believe long enough. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's coming back. Everybody's alive. Everybody's safe. And she feels like she gave up because she should have had faith that they would come back on their own instead of having to make that deal or did they come back because of that deal you know she doesn't know nobody knows
0: does she remember the deal and everything cuz i thought she had like she couldn't remember stuff until later. until it was
1: like until the well cuz you know later she, she said she just, just feels
0: she just felt guilty okay or something i can't remember and then she she ends up having a conversation with her and then that's when she remembers i can't i guess we'll we'll know in a few episodes but i think right like guilt feel yeah like she just feels guilty all around but i think like seeing that scene with Nedley and Chrissy you know she's watching them reunite and she's probably just feeling so guilty that she didn't figure out sooner that it was Nedley like here she is she kept this dad away from his daughter and she's just blaming more and more things on herself even though it's not her fault.
1: Yeah no that's what I took from it too and like their little line in the homestead when they figure out that Nedley is the monster Doc says you know who's the old sheriff that always returns to you when he looks at Nicole and I think, yeah, she feels like, duh, I should have realized that. And she does. She has so much guilt for not, like you said, realizing it sooner. Yeah. So, you know, you have that. She's broken. Leave her alone. Only I'm allowed to torture her. So Doc goes back to the glory hole and it doesn't really have obviously nothing to do with Nicole and Winona. But I wrote down that I really do like that they don't have Doc shy away from or, like, be grossed out by Eamon's flirting. Like, Doc is, for all, you know, whatever intents and purposes, the the man of the show, you know. He's a gunslinger. He's a cowboy. He's old school. He's presented as the masculine entity of the, of the show. You know, especially mm-hmm. now that Dolls isn't there. And so you would almost think, even though he's been alive for however long, but he's been in the well for whatever. But even, like, back in the day when he was alive in the okay corral. I'm sure it was like gayness was so was probably even more ridiculed and, you know, oppressed than it is now, obviously. You probably got shot if you were caught in bed with another man or whatever. So it was definitely probably something you didn't even talk about or hint at or anything. And yeah, he's been in this new world and he works side by side with someone who's gay and he sees, you know, all this stuff. But he's still For the most part, he's been, what, in this world for three years, four years, Mm -hmm. compared to his however many years of life before he was thrown in the whale, and... Yeah, they've made jokes about like him and Wyatt being boyfriends or whatever. and He's kind of laughed and shrugged it off. He's never had a problem with like homosexuality, and now it's coming. It's right in his face, and not only is he not grossed out or like shied away from it, he doesn't threaten to kick Eamon's ass. He's not violent, and he instead kind of plays along and flirts back. And I just, I really like that because it would be so easy to make the macho man. I'm not trying to say Doc's super macho, but, but you know, whatever. He's the man of the show. It would be so easy to have him been like, instead of doing doc things where he blackmails him and uses his, you know, his kind of smarts and his business dealings to get what he wants, he could have just threatened to like kick his ass for, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So I, I just kind of made a note that I really, you know, kind of admire that choice.
0: Yeah, same. I mean, he's always so far he's been portrayed as like the straight dude mm-hmm. which usually in a show the straight guy is like oh my god that guy looked at me like fuck him okay. you know it's ridiculous and it is kind of nice to see that and he was also one of the first people to kind of tell waverly that he liked nicole or something like that like he thought that they were a good a good match yeah i mean that was like i think that would have been in season one so like fresh out of the well
1: yeah i just think he was like kind of
0: he was kind of in that world where it was like the old west gunslingers outlaws maybe he just didn't give a fuck
1: true i mean as long as they weren't stealing his property or screwing his women he probably didn't care yeah what else happens
0: well nicole and waverly are in bed and she's just so well it's like when that when the door slams and she is immediately taken out of this little bubble with Waverly and mm-hmm. she's like ready to like grab a weapon and run downstairs and Waverly Waverly has to remind her oh that's just no and her midnight snack. Waverly is almost like it would be really hard coming back where no time has passed for you but for this other person it's been so long cuz she's like don't you remember that? Yeah. And Nicole's like like no.
1: Yeah, like, like, you I'm... know, I've
0: had, I've had a year and a half of a bang like that means that something's trying to get in the house and kill me and Rachel and yeah. I've had like I don't sleep. Yeah. And then it just pulls her completely out of that with Waverly and she has to leave and go check outside and do all of that and it just yeah. does show how bad it is
1: yeah oh, uh, Waverly finally kind of realizes in that moment like oh okay yeah like she was this, a little off but no things are way off
0: yeah that is I think the moment for Waverly where she's like oh this is a lot worse than I thought and I do like yeah. that Waverly asks. go with her and does Mm -hmm. go with her she doesn't just like okay well bye
1: right She, she doesn't get offended like oh okay well i guess i'll just wait here yeah you know she's like oh like she immediately as soon as she realizes it's worse than she thought she reaches out like an olive branch that's not the whatever terminology i'm looking for but she reaches out kind of an understanding ear like okay tell me about it but do it in your own way can I come with you like show me the life you've been living
0: yeah she's kind of just she's almost just being like supportive and Mm -hmm. trying to figure like she knows she's gonna have to figure out a way to talk to her about it for right now like this will be enough
1: yeah exactly
0: this is the first step because she's obviously not ready to talk because earlier in the scene she does ask her to talk about her year and a half and she that's when she's like i think that's actually when she gets out of bed and is like i gotta go out
1: and check all this stuff exactly yeah so it was waverly's attempt okay the first attempt to communicate didn't work let's try it a new way how about you show me instead of tell me sort of so to speak to begin with you know I liked that scene
0: they do I I liked that scene too there's a few I think really good scenes with them where they finally do actually talk to each other but I think it's one of those things I hate any relationship or like miscommunication on a show or something like that where it's just like if you would just talk for five fucking seconds this wouldn't be happening and it's just like it's so frustrating as a viewer because it's something Mm -hmm. I hate and real life too yeah like the second i feel someone misunderstanding me i'm li- i'm like whoa whoa like no that's not what i mean
1: yeah i'm like oh you're not listening <laughs> like you're not under you're not understanding what i'm saying so let's back up and try to like try something else yeah so. i love so the they- last scene so do i dude so do i, I. love it it's one of my favorite scenes okay take us away
0: Rachel's trying to be sneaky and steal some clothes, first of all.
1: (laughs) She's being a teenager. She's also like, oh, you're home now. I guess I'll go outside. Yeah, basically,
0: she's like, I'll go to the barn. And then Wynonna's like, no, like, you sleep here. I'll go out to the barn. But it is obvious that she was trying to lift that pair of leather pants.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. She's like, do 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 Well,
0: Wynonna asks Rachel why she left Monument. And came to purgatory. Mm -hmm. And I love how, like, Rachel's what, 16? Yeah. She basically tells Wynona that she came there to be with Nicole, to take care of Nicole. Yeah. Because she was going through stuff, and Nicole's a good person.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's, you probably get that feeling that Nicole thought she was taking care of Rachel when it's really the other way around.
1: Yes, exactly. That it
0: was like Rachel understood that Nicole needed somebody to take care of mm-hmm. and that helped her. So I, I just really like that. First of all, that they're letting Rachel be that smart to understand that. Yes. And then also like, I love when they show Rachel's dynamic with Nicole or even with Wynona. Like I just like all that. Because it, yeah. it's just different from anything else in the show, mm-hmm. and then it kind of cuts off. Like Winona starts asking her how bad Nicole is, and Rachel just answers with "She was alone for a really long time." And uh, That yeah. makes me wonder, like, was Rachel there the whole time, or did she go back to Monument for a while and come back? But I,
1: I had that question too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could just be Rachel saying, like, "You guys were gone for a long time, and she felt alone." Right, and Wynona yeah, I mean, looks like she wants to fucking cry, dude. I noticed that too, dude. She is like teary eyed and like so upset, mm-hmm. and I actually think part of her blames herself for uh-huh. that. She's blame because the plan, the original plan was Nicole was supposed to go with her, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen because who stepped on the fucking grate?
1: Yeah, <laughs> her dumbass.
0: Yes, I actually think Wynonna feels a little bit guilty.
1: Yeah, I think they both have guilt about how that whole situation played out. And she goes, thank you for taking care of my friend.
0: And then Rachel tells her that she will be stealing that fringed leather jacket.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Wynonna's like, "Eh." yeah, uh, I'm glad you noticed that too, that You know, they, like you said, they have that whole, they're kind of setting up that whole dynamic between, well, not setting up, but continuing the dynamic between Rachel and Winona that we saw in the previous episode. And then, which is nice and it's refreshing, but at this, and then within a beat, you know, that drops away and her face gets serious when she asks about Nicole because it's lingering from when they, you know, reunited, and you know, she's like, How are you holding up? And Nicole says, Peachy. I think that's been weighing on her mind all day. I think that. so,
0: too. And just like how off Nicole was that whole yeah. time interacting at, at Shorty's during the chili cook off.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I i think so, too, that it was really, really bothering her.
1: Right. And she just hasn't had the chance to like sit down and talk to Nicole about it. And yeah. And
0: I think she also knows Nicole isn't ready to talk about it and isn't going to open yep. up like that. Exactly. So it's
1: like, like, well, who was with her? Yeah, see if she can get some information from the only other person that would know, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had that question too, like how long before, like how long was it before Rachel joined Nicole? I always just assumed they fought their way out together, somehow got to the truck and Rachel drove Nicole to the nearest hospital once she was all surgically fixed because you know that leg had to be surgically repaired Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and once she recovered she drove Nicole back to purgatory and stayed there and took care of her that was
0: that's what I thought too like I never thought that Rachel left but then when Mm -hmm. she said that I was like was she not there the whole time but I, other than that, her. I've never gotten that impression.
1: Yeah, me either. Like, when well, she asks her, like, why leave Monument? Almost as if why Nona, like, that was her home. She didn't understand why the kid would leave her home or something. And I was always under the impression Rachel was there solely to search for her mom because that was the last place she knew her mom was.
0: Yeah, because she was there alone and there really wasn't anyone else there. Right. I don't know. It was maybe it was just to open up the conversation of like why Rachel stayed.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Instead of why did you stay? Because that that's a lot that feels like a lot like almost like ruder question than why did you decide to leave?
0: Yeah, even though, like, it's not really rude to be like, why'd you stay? Like, I'm just curious. <laughs>
1: you know, like, yeah.
0: you could have gone somewhere, or you could be somewhere else right now that isn't this dangerous.
1: Yeah. I do like Rachel says her answer is well, when you're a good person going that's been through stuff who sees another good person going through stuff,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: she kind of indicates. I liked that because it it shows Rachel, you know, she's a teenager, obviously, but she's been through stuff. She lost her parents. She survived zombies for nine months alone. She's Mm -hmm. done it. She's been there. And the fact that she had that strength and that, that kind of peace of mind to acknowledge that and see that and want to help Nicole, you know, was, you know, pretty pretty big of her not big huge but like it kind of it shows the kind of person that rachel is
0: it makes her likable
1: it makes her it shows she has more than just like teenage snark you know Mm -hmm. which i really liked but yeah yeah
0: i mean i agree with you i think rachel's a a very good person Mm -hmm. and i we've seen it multiple times in the
1: show now yeah she's kind of (laughs) the voice of reason at times (laughs) Yeah. That's a good scene and it's a heartbreaking scene and it just kind of it makes me want and I know it doesn't happen or hasn't happened yet, maybe it won't happen, but it really makes me want to see Winona being the one to Tough love nicole back to her senses the way that nicole has done for winona so many times you know
0: yeah i mean i think that we might end up getting it because I, i don't think that nicole doing what she did being in the frog doing all that like coming clean about what happened i don't think that's gonna take away all of the issues
1: yeah, it's not gonna magically just fix everything. She's not you gonna know. feel better about it. No. Yeah, that's what I definitely want to see. But it's a nice little change of pace seeing Wynonna care so much about rate uh, about Nicole, and it's almost like in that moment Nicole becomes her priority. Mm-hmm. her problem to solve so to speak because I mean up until this point the entire premise of the show is Winona, Earp the heir has to kill demons keep purgatory safe break the curse it's all about her it's all about okay monster of the week so to speak you know who's up next who's up next who's the big bad who do I have to beat and now you know that's been taken away we don't know about the Clantons yet we don't know where Eve's at so Winona's quote unquote task now is Nicole. At least in that moment, it's like you kind of get the sense that that's why Nona's focus, which is that's the first time we've ever seen that.
0: I think a lot of season three was her being like, "Oh, this is my team," mm-hmm. and now it's like, "Okay, the whole team's back together," but Nicole isn't like she was. Yeah, and it's not that she's like pulling the team down or anything, but it's like you have to fix it.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not the team that works it's not the team that has been successful and so she needs to get it back to that team
0: yeah and obviously she also just like cares about nicole yeah it doesn't it's not all about that she cares that nicole is hurting and is traumatized right (laughs) she cares about that
1: yeah, it's a different, it's a personal level. It's not just because of work. It's not just because they have a task that they need to deal with. So she needs to get her shit right. No, it's because, like you said, she just cares about Nicole, the person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, can you believe from where they started to now? Uh,
0: yeah, she's going out of her way to talk to like figure out what's going on with Nicole. So she can try to help her.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I think I said in the last one, when this show started, did you ever see Wynona caring about anybody more than she cared about Waverly? No. No, and now she actually cares about people like Nicole to that level, like blows my mind.
0: Right. And then Winona goes out to the barn and gets taken by BBD like this. <laughs> the whole at like first half of the season has no chill.
1: No chill at all. <laughs> There's not even... It's not a fucking second. No. She Uh, hasn't slept in 18 months. She hasn't
0: slept. Give her a break.
1: Right. At least she did get to see her best friend and see that she's at least alive before, Mm -hmm. you know, realizing that shit still was not right. (laughs) I love the shirt she's wearing. It says glazed and confused, and it's a donut with a mustache. (laughs)
0: You you should get that one.
1: (laughs) Tattooed? No, you, uh, you could. You could, but... You should
0: get that shirt for
1: your donut outfit oh. that you wear. You're right, I should. I don't have a donut t-shirt. I do not have one. Okay. <laughs> um, one thing, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of them content, but what they do share is so big and so important. They share something big. And important and special. And I don't know, I mean, I just obviously love their dynamic. Love how their relationship has formed and how it has grown. And it's really, you don't see that dynamic with Wynona and anybody else, like almost even Waverly. It's like the first two seasons or so was so focused on the Earp sisters. And they were, they were and are still the love story of this show. Yeah. Like they're, the Earp, the, they're the heart of it. They're the heart. They are their love for each other. And like, it's the whole driving force of this show. Like they've kind of, not been up each other's butts as much and i mean that's obviously character development and other characters and this and that i almost feel like she but she's had better scenes and more meaningful scenes with nicole in this season than she has with almost anybody else at least as far as i can remember and we all know i can't remember shit yeah i mean is she, they her and nicole
0: have a lot of meaningful scenes in four and it's just the first half
1: end of episode we're done talking about it you said we had questions
0: yes so i just tweeted out send us any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss i think we have one question and just some random topic observation things so aj asked which we kind of already answered this in the episode but in the brief why not exchange during the cook-off do you think that owner realized there was something going on with nicole yes
1: yeah yes yes aj
0: yeah, I love I how we, we can an, always, we answer that yeah. like pretty in depth. So
1: yeah, um, I don't know, I I wasn't too detailed, was I? I don't think so. I mean, maybe not. My my answer was kind of subtle. <laughs> yeah, but I do love how we can always rely on AJ for a question. Thanks, AJ. Okay, and always asking right. the important things. So. Yeah, always. It's not just like, "Huh, huh, didn't so and so's boob look nice or whatever." <laughs> I don't know. We've never gotten a question like that, but I could That'll think be of the, a st- that'll be next week. I couldn't think of a stupid question. <laughs> no, AJ's questions are always good.
0: Well, that might be AJ's question next week. Now, although you should sh- that should have been for this episode for Winona in the orange jumpsuit.
1: Um, I can't remember what she looks like in the next episode, so you're... No, isn't there an episode where she's, like, only in her bra or something?
0: I don't think that's the next episode. I think it's the next one.
1: Okay, well, whatever.
0: So not... I think it's five, maybe. But believe me, yeah, I know that episode.
1: Yeah, believe me. Wow, you sounded so gay. Damn, turn your gay down a little bit.
0: Do you really want me to?
1: No, I want you to turn it up. What's next?
0: Mel hitting cat in the face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then this is from Alice R. And she said, I like to imagine since Mel directed the episode that there was no way she wasn't going to leave that take in the episode.
1: Right. Honestly, like, I I wonder how many times they shot that scene if that was like the first take. And then she's like, hey, let's keep doing it just to see how many more times she could hit cat.
0: Maybe.
1: I mean, I feel like that's something she would do.
0: There was another observation about Dom slipping oh. in the snow again.
1: Oh, yeah. constantly does. Yeah. Because they don't mean,
0: have her in the right shoes.
1: No, she was wearing some sort of, like, fuzzy slipper boot thingy. Not even, but it's like a house slipper, but, like, up her ankles. Like,
0: nobody is ever wearing the right footwear for snow nicole true she wears those boots sometimes yeah i think she
1: was in that
0: anyway i don't know i slid in the snow today i must fell like right on my ass
1: i would have laughed so hard yeah it was okay fun. what else did we what else is there anything else uh, i think that's it all right so god i don't even remember where this episode started <laughs> So we're done talking about 4.3. Check out our Twitter. If you want into the Discord, let us know. We'll we'll give you a link. Keep your eyes up for the watch party. Go to the Reddit, the subreddit that we have. It is reddit.com forward slash r forward slash top shelf shenanigans. Yep. I, all I have to do is just type r in my browser and it goes to it. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. I have to always think about it when you're like saying
1: the link. Yeah. But. So again... Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. You can find us on Twitter at T.S. Shenanigans. Our pod page, go leave us a voicemail like Chloe did. What a sweetheart. Podpage.com forward slash top shelf shenanigans. I
0: actually think that there's a way to also leave us a voicemail on the Anchor site. It's a message on the Anchor page, but it's actually a voicemail, which I just learned that.
1: Oh, That's cool. Is all of our links on Twitter?
0: I think we can only put one in the actual bio.
1: Okay. We should tweet out, here's all the places you can find us and do all the links in one tweet. And then we'll just pin that tweet to the top. So we'll do that. We'll figure it out. Just go to, yeah, go to TS Shenanigans on Twitter and engage with us there. Engage on Discord, on the subreddit. We're actually about to record some more exclusive content for the subreddit. So keep your eyes peeled for that. As always, send us your pet pictures, your questions, your thoughts, art, fanfic, anything you guys want to share. Anything I missed?
0: I don't think so.
1: No? All right.
0: Am I forgetting something?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay. Let's I was try. like,
0: is this a test?
1: No. And remember, if your best friend can't cut onions properly, hit him in the chin with the cutting board because why not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: this is a good one. That's good advice. It is. I'd hit you in the face with a cutting board.
0: You can hit me in the face with a cutting board anytime.
1: If you were pissing me off and I'm like, don't fucking cut the onions like that. <laughs> All right.
0: Genie, All right, just nerds. Want to physically harm my
1: face. And then kiss it better. Oh god. You're <laughs> not a hugger. Doesn't mean I can't work my lips <laughs> both sets. You can't see, but I winked. <laughs> this is a great way to end an episode. Bye. Fuck off, bye. I can't believe it. I just told people I can use my vagina very well.